Greetings and welcome to the Drive Home Breakdown. I'm Viking Brent Adams, one of your co-hosts uh, on this uh, on this trip, and uh, welcome to the show. This is a podcast uh, that uh, your other host Tony Grice and I have been have been wanting to do, have been talking about doing for a very long time. Probably like many of you, we find that the the best part of an evening at the movies is talking about the film on the drive home. And since our theater of choice is over an hour away from where we live, the the drive home breakdown of uh, of the film that we saw that evening has always been an epic epic conversation and uh, and and our friends and and families the, the people around us that that have been in those car rides with us have have often have often said you know you guys should record that like that'd be really really fun for other people to listen to because it's fascinating to sit in the back seat and just listen to you guys uh listen to you guys go off so we uh you know we've talked about doing it over the years but technological reasons kind of held us back and and you know scheduling things uh, sometimes but uh, this year we decided you know what we're not getting any younger and uh, we should just go ahead and do it. Plus, there's a great slate of films up this year, so it would be a, it would be a great year to uh, to get into that and to go see a bunch of great movies. It'd be a great excuse to uh, to just you know go to the theater, see the movies together, and then talk about them in the car ride. And so that's the format of the show. It, it's those great conversations that I think many of us have in the car ride on the way home, and we just want to try to capture that, capture that spontaneity, that passion and energy, that excitement level that you have right after the movie lets out, and you start talking about why you loved it or why you didn't love it. So uh, that's that's kind of an idea of what the podcast is about. And then the movie that we're going to be talking about this week is the movie that I guess is kind of kicking off the summer movie season, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, the follow-up to both Captain America, the first Avenger, as well as the Avengers film that featured Captain America. So uh, it's a really interesting, it's an interesting thing to uh, to get right into. It was a movie that we were both pretty highly anticipating. So uh, it, was a, it was a fun conversation after we got out of the movie. A couple of warnings for you right up front. Uh, we do talk spoilers. We talk about spoilers in the show. So if you don't want to have anything in Captain America spoiled for you, you need to know right up front that we we don't hold back anything we talk about into movie spoiler type stuff you know whether people live die that kind of thing there's also some minor spoilers that we talk about from the agents of shield television series nothing very big but some minor stuff just uh, want to put those spoiler warnings out there for you be sure and stick around at the end tony's going to have something to say but for right now this literally picks up i mean you know put the keys in the ignition started the car and started the recording and so that's what you're going to hear soup to nuts what we thought about Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I'm not sure if you noticed this or not, but just because <laughs> it went by fast, you know, yeah. but just in case you didn't notice, I just would like to point out that, that whole part uh, where Captain America took out an airplane with head-to-head combat. <laughs> I, you know, I picked up on that. I picked up on that. Probably um, because I leaned over and said, I'm not sure if you noticed, but he just took out that airplane <laughs> with hand-to-hand combat. You're, you're taking out my right shoulder with hand-to-hand combat after <laughs> Uh, wow. Wow. I gotta be honest. Blown blown away. Alright, so so you know, let's let's kind of start start things off. What you wanna start things off your, your kind of overall impression? My overall impression. What, what do you think? Um you know, I, I gotta say, I saw I saw a clip from Anthony Mackey, is that the guy that plays Falcon? I believe so, yeah. I saw I saw like a little uh, quote from him and he said that like this movie is Avengers one point five. And he's yeah. right. Yeah. 
That's that's very true. I mean, dude, like I was expecting action. I mean, like you watch the trailers for this movie, you expect action, but god damn, did they dude, bring it? I, I gotta be honest, like like that is a that is probably the perfect example. Of the the only difference being there's just not as many uh, of the other superheroes around. But yes. in terms of, but there's um, just as much ass kicking. There's just as much ass kicking and. I gotta be honest. As, as far as you know, this is this is what the third of the Phase Two movies, yeah, basically, and the best and by yeah, far. Yeah, the the, the storyline was really solid. I mean, like it was great. I, I think even if you're well, not necessarily like, into Cap, it was you like would a political. It. it was like yeah. a spy thriller kind of thing. Absolutely, I which mean, is it, awesome. I mean, like what a fucking great idea to like do that movie. The character with to Captain do it America. with exactly the character to do it with is Captain America, and and frankly, Black Widow. I mean, like that they, yes, they had this great. Yes. There's a great dynamic. Like I, I don't know. I never, to be brutally honest, I never read Cap much when I was younger. Like, I, 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 I was like yeah. I was X Men and, and other books. But, I was I was X Men, Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, and and and, and for and some reason, I, I don't know how much Black Widow in in like the kind of history, how much Black Widow was a part of the Cap kind of franchise. But like the mix of them here, like the sort of pure. Blue blooded, just right. just cannot be uh, tainted, you know. Captain America contrasted with the really worldly kind of jaded, kind Black of jaded, Widow. willing to do whatever it yeah. takes, sort of will, willing to do stuff that others Perfect wouldn't yin and do. Yang. Absolutely, Perfect yin and yang. Absolutely, and and that's I mean, uh, like there's so many things I want to say, but uh, the the dynamic of this film in a lot of ways is. Cap and Black Widow. And definitely, yeah. I think that's the core. Definitely, it really is. The the two of them is the core, and it's perfect. I mean, it is a. They are a great, great pairing on screen. Absolutely, and they they are. I mean, they're just the perfect counterpoint to each other. And you know, he, the way that they, the way that they kind of show him at being in the modern world, mm -hmm. and you know, kind of getting used to getting the idea to it, that of. culture has changed so much, and. She really, you know, kind of represents. Um, I mean, because she's in the same line of work that he is, but just coming at it with a very different worldview uh, than than he does. And so, I, again, like like the dynamic between them is great, and I love the I love the fact that they kind of play them as like having like a little bit of workplace sexual tension. There is like, a, there's, there's definitely a sexual tension there, although they don't they don't play it in such a way as like you really. Either think they're going to get together, or even really want them to get together. No, like it's, no. it's more just like it's this it's, it's great like James sexual Bond and money penny. It, yeah, you know? exactly. It, you you love to see them dance, but you know, like that's what's that, really fun about it. That's just, what's really fun. That kind it, of flirtatious. Thing. It, as soon as it, it would be realized, for instance, I think it would really ruin it. It would. It, it would, really kind of would. would hurt it. Yeah. Um, but that dynamic, uh, those two characters, I absolutely love that. I did too, and. The, and and the other thing is just—I mean, like you know—we're talking about just like overall shit. Yeah, yeah. The action is great. The drama is great. Um, I mean, that's just—I mean, just like this fucking story is fucking great. I mean, yeah. it's a good story that happens to have Captain America and lots of kick-ass action in it. I, I keep kind of coming back to my feelings about it. Sort of are, are like there's a, there's a lot of like because you know you know it's it's a superhero movie it's a comic book movie yeah but i do this is one that i feel like reminds me more of almost like the first iron man to a, to a degree it's like the most approachable if you're not necessarily into those things like right, it's the, right. the movie the movie was just very very good from a storytelling point from a comedic standpoint from the character standpoint i think you could go into this not necessarily being all that into 
the the characters beforehand and still really appreciate the movie. It just it was just well done. I I liked some of the directions they went with, like the the fact that you know the fact that you, you kind of get this history on uh, on uh, Nick Fury and, and like sort of see yeah. like that. Uh, he he really does. You kind of you aren't really sure at one point. You know they sort of a little bit of misdirection. Like you know is is he going to be the you know is he the mole like real early on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you, you you sort of it becomes very clear that you know Redford is is sort of pulling all the the strings behind the scenes. But it's also kind of I, I really do like how even he kind of comes from a point of he believes it is the best thing. You know, I mean, yeah. it's totally wrong, and it's totally. But it, it, it goes into a lot of the things that we talk about in the in the real world these days of like differing opinions on how you should do something. Uh, you know, he is coming from a point of view where he's like, look, sometimes you got to tear stuff down to, to to build it back up. Right. And he, he and in a certain context, you're like, oh, that seems reasonable. You you do you kind of think like, well, yeah, that is true. Like, there's a lot of bureaucracy, or there's a lot of this that. There's like, no, 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 right. no, no. We need to tear it like all down, down the world down and build it back up. And you're like, oh. That's a bit extreme. It's like, wait a second. What do you say? Uh, you know, okay. So there's like so many things I'm thinking about here. Like number one, uh, okay, you're absolutely right. Uh, as far as like that whole kind of story, like, like the idea, uh, and actually, let's just let's just take that in for a second. Okay. So what did you think about the idea that Hydra is still alive and well and has been growing as an organization yeah. and festering as a cancer within Shield? Like, like I, almost from the earliest days of Shield. Hydra has been a parasite inside the organization. I, like, what did you think about that? I like that. I actually, I, yeah, I thought they handled it really well. I thought, in in one sense, you know, as it's kind of going on, you, you do kind of have this thought in the back of your head, like, okay, so supposedly, from literally the inception of Shield, there has been this Hydra element in the background to, to you know whatever degree right and you kind of which think apparently like how started with 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 Zola with Doctor Zola was Zola being brought being brought over after um, yeah basically the which events is, of, which it's awesome the way they kind of tied that into oh, the yeah. actual like Operation Paperclip history. oh absolutely absolutely and it, and they do make do it in a believable fashion like you know you yeah. do you, it doesn't come off like oh come on that was that's silly or or someone would have seen it they do kind of play it as like okay you can kind of see this happening now now something we'll get into a little bit later but there I do have a little bit of a, of a problem with the fact that you get to a certain point in the film and it looks as if half of S.H.I.E.L.D. is under Hydra control. <laughs> and, I, and, and I kind of, that that sort of... That, that threw me. I was like, threw me just wait, a hair. How many, how many people here are part of Hydra? It, it really reminded me of that scene from, uh, I'm trying to remember which Bond movie it is. I think it's uh, Never Say Never Again where where he, uh, or, no, I mean, Ah, crap. I can't remember. It's the one where they're in the big volcano. And there's that scene where there's all the troops, like, in black and all the troops, like, in the blue suits coming down. And they're, and they're just this Isn't huge that the fight. one where he goes ninja? That's the one where he, like, pretends to be, you know, Asian, like, has the, all the things. <laughs> they got the little rocket bullets. My whole point, though, is it's like there's this one scene where there's just these two huge armies just going at each other. That's the way it sort of felt. Like, you're like, oh, really? So Hydra has infiltrated them? I wonder how big it is. Oh, it's half the fucking force. I, I agree. Like, that was... Like, that was I, I was just kind of like, what? But 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 not badly. I mean, it didn't, I, I didn't no, dwell on it that. It was bad, just, I was like, kind of like, eh. It does kind of take you by surprise. You're like, wait a second. So, like... So all like, of these people, okay, all right, but like in a way, also, like it would, it would have to, like it would almost have to be half. Yeah, you're right. In you're order right. to like hide itself, like in some strange, bizarro sense, like you'd almost need like half of the organization to be dirty in order to like cover their tracks. That's that's, that's pretty. If only a few people, like somebody, would catch on. And and you gotta kind of think that there are a, again going back to the I think the the sort of 
good realistic point of the story is that you know look yeah. they they kind of are if you want to look at like the the end goal they they sort of i think feel like they're looking at the same things like look we're we just want the world to be better safer or whatever and so in a lot of ways i guess even the hydra people would be working towards some of the same right. goals we want to build the the airships we want to build you know all the all the day-to-day stuff sure. you have to do which, that you can kind of make, make think like okay they would all sort of be working towards which it. nick fury buys into he's like oh yeah like i totally see how yeah. this would be great for us not you know, but of course not realizing that he's you know it's, buying into the uh, the manifesto, buying into the ideology of was Hydra. It, was it you and I that was talking about like one of the things that I found really interesting and, and uh, I read about right before the the movie came out yeah. um, was that the inspiration for this film was all of the drama not around like the NSA spying and stuff, which actually I think has a lot of oh, but there's things going on. There's but some the interesting drones. things to talk about there. Well, but the drones and how how using drones to, sure. to spy and and in some and cases kill. do do kill like you know well, some, it, supposedly outside yeah. of America, but you know the whole point is it's you know oh this it's, whole, it's here and it's coming here yeah and and that was the whole sort of inspiration for this movie and it's it was very interesting to me that. In the climate we're in right now, with you know drones on American soil, NSA spying, like all sorts of things that are what made what happened in the story possible in the story. I'm not necessarily saying that we have to worry about giant airships taking this out, you know, immediately in real world. But but yeah. it was it was but very. Get, I mean, give them time. It, it was very I mean, timely. I just I felt like the story was very. They they whether it was just out of pure luck or what, but they really yeah. hit a, a storyline that I think a I lot agree. of people will sort of identify no, with. I, I totally agree. Like, like that, that's one of the things is it resonates, and it yeah. resonates because of the time it takes place. And if this movie came out six, seven years ago, I don't know that it would... I don't know that it would have it would, It wouldn't have been as believable. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean really, you know, no, not, right. not the technology. Nobody would have believed that an American spy organization could do anything <laughs> harmful against the country. Well, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, no. really, really, honestly, ten years ago, I don't think nearly as many people would have felt that way. You I know agree. what I mean? I like, like, it's, it's people only like, more oh, recent. That, that's kind of fantastic. Like, yeah. that's not really how it works. You know, it's, it's like that way a lot of people, you know, have said that they, they sort of felt like a lot of this stuff was going on, but they never really, but, but because it was sort of, out of out of sight, out of mind, in a way, you know. Whereas yeah. now it hasn't. It's but, very front and center. But, uh, but I, I really like that aspect of the movie, and and I really liked how they sort of tight. Like all the characters had their own sort of reasoning for being. You know, they, the, the whole thing with you know Cap. Why? Why? You know, why are you sending me into a mission where we're trying to steal back you know stolen shield data or whatever it was? Right. And he's like, I sent you because there were people. That needed to be saved, and that's what you're best at. Yeah. But I wanted the data as well, and that's why I sent Black Widow that's with you. What she's best and, at. And it's this whole thing of like, you know, Nick Fury is the quintessential spy. He is the like, you know, using using tactics that you know, frankly, Cap would not be comfortable doing and, and, yeah. and manipulating him. Um, to get the job done. To get the to get the but job done. The, the, the other Although thing the job at that point it didn't look like maybe it was one that needed to be done, you know. And, and I think that's and I think that's the thing is Cap, Cap kind of comes from this point of view of, you know, look, you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. If that means it takes longer to get to a point, then it takes longer to get to a point. But you do it for reasons like this, like you think you're doing good work, but you you actually ended up being sort of, you know, subverted into something else. Of course, I guess you could argue Cap, you know, is kind of doing missions that he didn't realize until it was too late that he was sort of part of as well. well. But And I think that's kind of the whole thing is that, you know, like the, and again, like in, in a sense, it goes back to that, that cat black widow dynamic. Yeah. 
But to me, the, the thing is that it's very easy to be it's very easy to be cynical. And, and I mean, like, you know, that's kind of part of the whole movie is yeah. that Rogers is a very optimistic uh, kind of character. And we tend to be much more cynical in the modern world. Yeah. And Black Widow certainly represents that point of view. And what, what's kind of interesting is that, you know, it seems as though, you know, the, the, the idea being advanced is it's easy to be cynical and at some point kind of say, you know what, fuck it. Everybody else is breaking the rules. We'll break the rules too. But we're the good guys. So it's so okay, it's okay, for okay us that we're breaking them, yeah. To break the rules. And Rogers is that guy saying, ah, 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 it's not okay. If we're the good guys, that's, that means we don't break the rules. That's, that's what reason, makes us. That's what makes the us good the good guys. guys, yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's kind of, I mean, like I said, like that character is such a perfect uh, messenger, you know, to deliver that mindset. And it's, like I, I love the scene where he's talking like over the radio and it's like you know beaming out to like all of Shield. Yeah. And he's basically saying, look, you know we're on. He's not saying we're on the wrong side, but he's saying like Shield has been hijacked. Shield's been infiltrated. Hydra is is you know is what's really behind this you know this thing with the airships. And I'm going to stand up and stop it. Who's going to stand with me? And the thing that's kind of cool about that is that in a way like it's almost breaking the fourth wall because like. That is what Captain America within the story is kind of representing to everybody working in S.H.I.E.L.D., but also, like, that's in general kind of like what superheroes or heroes are, are you know, that's what they do within actual life culture is, yeah. is they, they become this sort of example that we aspire to. Yeah. And, like, that scene I thought was was sublime. It was just sublime. And it, it, was, it was very, I think brilliant in an understated way actually no you're you're absolutely right and and it really did they, they even handled right after that well like where you know the the you've, you've got the the you know young kid or, or you know whatever that. like like sitting there sweating and you, you like really the compu- almost like the computer tech and you've yeah got, you've got the guy strong on him like with the gun to his head saying you know launch the it, launch the ship you really you really almost expect this sort of cliche like oh okay mister i'll do it you know yeah. like and he doesn't he's like no i'm standing with cap you know i'm not going to do that and um, that was that was i mean like i like i love that like i so bought into that drama because it's just like i mean again like that whole breaking the fourth wall thing that's us like in our everyday lives you know, in, in those opportunities where we're kind of tested you know, when when our will, our, our, our morality, and yeah. our, our principles are tested, you what, know, that, what are that's you going all to do? Us. What are you going to do when you're oppressed? When standing you're... up and saying no, like I'm afraid, and it would be easier for me to say yes, but no, yeah, because this isn't right. Yeah, it was. I, they they handled that very well. Oh, um, man, trying to think of a, a few other things, like you know, we we haven't really talked too much about the the you know one of the newer heroes in the movies, Falcon. Um, you know, awesome. how, how, how'd you feel like they handled the character? Awesome. Like, as far like the thing that I thought they really got right was like really kind of establishing a friendship between yeah. Sam and Steve. And I'm just like, and they did it. They did it. The, pa- the pacing was something I know we'll talk about here in a second. Yeah. The pacing of the movie though was so good that you did sort of believe that you you, you believe that you know they they met one day running and then they bumped into each other here and then yeah. this happened and then you know something came up and, and enough to the point where he. You, you didn't feel like it was a cliche, like, you know, oh, he found some, some dude that just, you know, he happened to emphatically trust two days later, it, and even though that's what happened, essentially. You yeah, know? basically. And they, I thought they, one, I really liked the, the actor. I thought, he did, I thought he did a great job. He was, it was one of those things, like, he was good, but without being 
Like I don't know. It's like when they when the first Iron Man when they had uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name right oh, now. Yeah, uh, the, the guy that played Rhodey. Uh, uh, fucking uh, dad, God damn, uh, Anyway, the, all I can think all I can think of is, is Don uh, Cheadle. All or, I can think of is Don Cheadle. Yeah, yeah. fucking hustle and flow. God damn it! What is his name? <laughs> Look it up on your iPhone. God we'll, damn it. we'll think of it here in a second. But the you know the, the guy that played the first role, Terrence Howard. It, Terrence Howard. It was very natural. Jesus. It was a very. Um, like I felt like like I really did I felt like that re- that relationship seemed natural it played well I liked it I don't know what it was because I think Don Cheadle's a great actor but I never cared for him as Rhodey in, right. in two or there's apparently a third one that I don't I, I, that, I, <laughs> that blocked I refuse from, to acknowledge I blocked from memory like I, I have seen somehow there's a there's a movie stuff somewhere but but anyway I, I just never quite believed his character and and the guy that you know played Falcon I thought did a great job it just it felt very natural they had like very natural kind of chemistry. There's, there's, there is an aspect of his character I'll go into a little bit later, but there are the, the, the progression of that character. But I still felt like that came across well. Yeah. I, um, I thought again the, you know, they kind of always have the the MacGuffin or whatever at the end, like you know what has to sort of happen, the whole taking down the three ships, you know, piece. But, but they, again, it was, it was, it was just a set piece for the story going on. You, you didn't get too bogged down. Like a lot of these movies, I feel like it really bogged down in the technology going on behind the scenes like okay we gotta we gotta take this we gotta get it in there and you gotta change this and da, da, da. they were just like look get to these two ships change these things that's it you yeah know? and because and that's ultimately that's what's important yeah. exactly yeah no, um, you're right um but, but again i mean it's, what about- it's like the whole it's, it's it's that whole like you know we were talking about before the movie like the marvel method the marvel tone yeah you know they, they've got that thing with like pacing they do that so well. They they they, oh, they, they pace their movies so. I mean, yeah. with with exceptions, like like Thor two is a good example. Uh, you know, like Thor two, like it, it it felt like that movie took a long time to get going. Well, and it did. And but but even still, the pacing was off in that movie. But the world still felt right. Like the tone was still right. Like yeah. even though they're on other planets. It still felt believable in the world of Captain America and Iron Man and, and you know Hulk and these other characters. Yeah. Like it, even though the pacing, admittedly, was was way off, the Every, overall tone was still was still. They still there. got that right, but that that Marvel tone is so good, and, and that ability to you know to go from high action to quiet drama, you know, to to have tense moments and and to, and to lighten it up with humor at just the right beats. Uh, Marvel does a lot of things right, but one of the things that they tend to get right, and especially the Captain America movies tend to get right. Is the writing? The, the I mean, like the first Captain America was a surprise to me. Like I, I was expecting of all the Phase One movies, that would be the one that interested me the interested me the least. Yeah. And it was actually like I didn't go see it in the theater. I wasn't sure if I That's wanted right, to. That's right. Yeah. Grant called me and was like, "Have you seen Captain America?" I said, "No." He said, "You have got to see Captain America. It's really fucking it, good." It's funny because you you and I was like, the exact oh, same okay, things. I'll go see it." Yeah. And, and he was right. And you did the sort of the same thing to me. Like I remember, yeah. you you bought it on Blu-ray or something, and, and was telling me like, "Dude, have, did you go see this in theaters?" And I was like, "Nah, I, I just, I don't know why. It just it didn't jump out at me." And you said, "Well, here, borrow it." And exact same effect. I was yep. just like, "Wow, this was arguably, you know, if not the best, it's definitely one of the, the top of the Marvel movies." Yeah, so. I mean, it's real damn good. And you know, like this one, like more of the same. So like yeah. the quality, the writing. Really, really fucking good. The, another thing I want to, you know, I want to talk about. We were talking about, um, we were talking about that, that whole interplay between Cap and Black Widow, mm-hmm. and the thing that I was going to say, and I think that this is true of Nick Fury's character too. In this movie, we get to see a different side of Nick Fury than we've seen in the movies up till now. We get yeah. to see a different side of Black Widow 
than we've seen in the movies up till now. Yeah. And I like both of their characters a more lot so. more as a result. You're exactly right. I think Nick Fury, I, I, I definitely agree with you there, although I think the... I, I really felt the effect more with Black Widow. Like, I'll no, be totally, honest with you, totally. Black Widow in Iron Man 2 and Avengers felt, you know, and granted, I, I realize part of the character is this, but felt cold, like felt, and, and, and didn't really, wasn't very approachable, and to be brutally honest with you, if she wasn't freaking Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> I don't I don't know that <laughs> she would, would have, have been as popular and as liked, yeah. just just based on the movies, not not like based on like what, what could come next for a character. This movie, though, she was very likable. Like, I mean, yeah. she the character was likable. You sort of still, you sort of saw that. You, well, you saw it at that one point where she's about to, you know, uh, upload the data of all the information, which will essentially ruin all of her work that she's done yeah. in terms of for their just her ex- spy expose work. everything Shield's done to the world. And, and she's willing to give that up, even though that's like essentially her whole life at that point. Yeah, uh, th- there's a, there's a lot to like about her character, and I think she really comes across. You know, we talked. Uh, uh, you know, we, we were uh, talked a little bit earlier about the whole kind of connection between the two of them. Yeah. But that scene where she jokes about him with, was that the first time you've been kissed since 1940 or whatever? <laughs> that was you know? great. Yeah, that and, was great. And it's really cool because it goes no. back to that that dynamic where it just kind of makes she she's she's you know she's of this world and current and kind of understands the the way the world works. And, right. And he's still sort of come to terms with it. And he's still like I, stuck in like his kind of like 1940s mentality, which yeah. is why he just hauls off and slaps her. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, women I, don't get to talk to men like that. I did want to uh, jump to something else we haven't really talked about uh, yet. Is the main the main uh, enemy? You know, like uh, the Winter Soldier. Like you oh, know, the whole dude, the yeah. whole dynamic of. I mean, you know, I think we joked about it. I mean, we we already knew, even though neither one of us, I think, were uh, red cap a lot. I think we both knew the Winter Soldier story at least yeah, at yeah, least absolutely. the broad strokes of it. Um, and, and knew that Bucky was the Winter Soldier. Exactly. All it's a good thing that they didn't ruin that for the entire world, though. Isn't that's it? what I was thinking. Like the, all the trailers leading up to it, and especially one that I did happen to watch. It was like a little featurette on on uh, on the website. Yeah. They 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 don't just say like you know, hey, we got some surprises, and you know what, you might see some characters you recognize from that movie. They're like, yeah, Bucky's the Winter Soldier. <laughs> like I mean, literally, that's a, that's like. I think it was Chris Evans says that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so in the movie Bucky's the Winter Soldier. You know, he's my best friend from the last movie. He's been corrupted and now he's my be- and I'm like is that not like a huge chunk of this movie and you like, just isn't say that, it? Isn't that the whole reveal? But um well like uh, like Although like, I mean Shelley, I think like, so I don't many think, people I don't knew think it. Shelley knew that Bucky was the Winter Soldier. Well, uh, she obviously didn't watch the feature yet on their <laughs> website. Apparently not. But uh yeah. Okay. So, like, I was really excited that they. I mean, like, when I found they were doing the Winter Soldier, I was down for that. And I remember actually a. Um, I think that there's a. I think this is a special feature on the first Cat movie, but there's like an interview somewhere I saw with uh, the guy oh, who plays yeah. Bucky. That plays Bucky I, I think yeah. the actor's name is Sebastian Stan, and he was talking about like why he picked or why he got the part or why he why he Chuck accepted Carol. the part. Uh, like because he, he, was in, he was in high demand at the time. He was like he wasn't desperate <laughs> for the work. But anyway, the point is that he said that one of the reasons he took the part is that he looked at not only who Bucky was in Captain America: The First Avenger, but also what happened with Bucky down the line. Is that and you know, like like what Bucky kind of represents and, and what happens to him later on. And I remember, and I, I can't remember if he actually said the Winter Soldier, but I remember thinking at the time. Ooh, wait a second. That mean that might mean they're talking about the Winter Soldier. That sounds interesting. And so, uh, you know, to, to finally see that, to see that potential finally realized in this movie, was fucking awesome. And I, I mean, I thought he was great. And like the like 
the, the dynamic and everything is fantastic. And, and I mean, like, some of the best action shit in the film doesn't have any fucking explosions or anything. It's just, like, gunplay and hand-to-hand fucking yeah. combat. Like, all that shit, like, you see brief glimpses of that fight in the trailer where he's got the, the combat knife, and, and he's, like, like, you know, flipping it around and just, like, like punching, flipping it up, ass. punching it again, then grabbing it again, and, oh, yeah, it, it was it was awesome. I, I do like to think that uh, when, you know, was it Sebastian, when he was, yeah, when he was yeah, thinking yeah. about the role, I like to think that he used Space Star ordering to wish for a robot <laughs> hand. <laughs> yes. Like uh, like they did in the IT crowd. The, uh, the 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 thing with that character is again, I really like how they 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 didn't delve like too too deep in it because I think it's pretty obvious we're going to get more of that, uh, you know, theoretically in Cap Three. Well, and maybe you know, the Avengers. I mean, maybe, maybe the Avengers. That's true. You know, I mean, we'll, like he might show up there. I mean, certainly we're good, we're definitely going to see more from him. But, you know, from that, well, I think he, I think he signed like a twelve picture deal or something wow. like. I mean, I think they've got him. They've got him for a number of movies. Yeah, it makes you wonder if you should have signed a twelve-picture deal that early on. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? It's like you know. But that, I mean, that's that, at, the, again, at like, the time that's great, and then you think like, what if he becomes like Brad Pitt level star in like the next two years? It's like, oh yeah, I already signed that deal, and I can't ask for any more money over the next like you know fourteen pictures. Well, yeah, months. I mean, maybe the rate's negotiable, but that's, maybe that's they, 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 they they've just got him locked, you know, for for twelve. To, to for the, yeah, that's true. But well, um, I, I I did I really liked it. I thought he did a I thought he did a very good job. I, I mean, I thought that he only really gets to have really one scene where he gets to sort of. Emote very much, and it's that one scene where they're you know they're about to wipe his memory again because uh, yeah. Robert Redford, which actually I thought was a, a good scene. I mean, not that like I like Robert Redford as an actor. I'm not crazy about him outside of that, but you know, yeah. as an actor, I think he does well. But I also, I don't know, like in this world, I wasn't sure what to expect of him. And honestly, I like that scene where he walks in and he sort of asked, well, I can't remember exactly what he asked, but he, he asked, he's telling he's, he's like saying like mission report, yeah, or something yeah, like report that. report back, and like he's just kind of staring off and and then he just smacks the shit out of him, <laughs> and it really kind of gives you that like you you sort of all right there in that one moment realize that okay this guy's king shit of fuck mountain like he gets to you know yeah. he he gets to slap the Winter Soldier and not die that's so, right. He, he Anybody is, else touches him, they draw back a stump. <laughs> exactly, and also kind of that thing where. Even though I think he's starting to remember stuff, it's almost like this. It's almost like he doesn't want to. Like he's like, "Look, I'm I'm past that. Just fucking wipe my memory again." Because he he, yeah. he calmly lays back in the yeah, chair. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's not like he's like fighting it. Like, well, no, no, no. I'm starting to remember stuff. Don't don't do this. You know, I want to I want to you know remember where I'm at. Or that's, I mean, that, that's, he's just like this is who he is now. I mean, this is who he's been for the last fifty years. Or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but. I, I I really one one thing that you were talking about that that kind of just I don't know just kind of woke something up in me is actually what a brilliant bit of casting Robert Redford is in this movie. I mean because I mean like he's done so many like great political thrillers and yeah. spy thrillers, All the President's Men, Three Days of the Condor, Spy Games. I mean like it's it's almost like it's like hey we're gonna do a political thriller. It's like really we're gonna do a political thriller. We get Robert Redford in here. <laughs> I mean like like if you really want to do the like studio that kind of is movie, is uh, the studio is legally bound to get Robert Redford in on this movie if we're doing. A political I mean it might thriller. as well it might as well be a prerequisite. Yeah. And, and, no. But I mean like it's cool like it's really cool because he he's known for making some of the best from that kind of movie that you know that kind of genre. Yeah. And the fact that they were able to get him. It is uh, awesome. I mean, oh, a, and, but, I'm sure it was a coup. I mean, like honestly, that, that that level. I mean, and it 
and it played very well. And I mean, I thought yeah. I thought he did a great that he did a great job. I thought yeah, really the casting brilliant piece of casting from Marvel. The casting just across the board in this film was was very very solid. I I tell you, what what would you what would you say if you had to pick? You know, the one thing in the movie that was you know kind of the, the thing you were most impressed by or most most pleased by. What, what would you say probably Ooh. was? Man, that's fucking tough. You know, I'll t- okay. is there something that just got no, like so? I'll, t- I'll something? tell you something that really got me. Like, like this is—it's going to be weird. Like, it's not going to be the most obvious thing. But I tell you, one of my favorite scenes in the entire film is where they finally pick up that thread, which is a deleted scene from the Avengers, where he's like sitting in his apartment. He's like going through like like all of the Howling Commandos files, yeah, and they're all dead. But Peggy Carter is still alive. Yeah, and. That scene where you see the two of them mm. together, she's laying in that hospital bed, she's yeah. obviously very old, she's not well, and they're and they're talking, like when he reconnects with her, like when that scene started, I was just like, Oh, this is great and you know, I was just eating it up because the drama was so great. And then it got to that moment I'm actually getting a little emotional talking about this. It got to that moment where you realize that she has dementia. He turns away to get like a glass, a glass of, of water, water or something yeah. and he turns back and she has forgotten everything that they've just been talking about yeah. she sees him and she's like Steve you're alive and it's like and he like that look on his face where he is just heartbroken well and he doesn't even skip a beat because I'm sure that unfortunately he's probably he's, gone through this exact moment how, how, many, how many, times? many times with her you know how and, many times and it was so interesting because we were was, just talking the other day yeah. about you, you've been playing uh, Ether 1 uh, doing a playthrough of it yep. and not you know and uh, spoiler alert you know there, there's some things but there's some Definite connections between yeah, well, what's, that you know. game is about dementia. I mean, you know, yeah. like the subject matter of that game is about dementia and about you know the, the nature of kind of losing people to you know to these fractured memories yeah. and stuff. And so that was really on my mind. And like with like when that scene played, I was I was so heartbroken. Yeah. And like the drama of it was just so rich. I mean, really deep pathos. But it, yeah, I, it, it's not the most obvious thing to pick, but. No, I, that's I'll be honest with you. One of my favorite things in the movie. And I'm I'm with you on that. I thought that yeah. was a great scene. I mean, don't get me wrong. I also love Nicholas Fury's indestructible SUV. That's <laughs> yes, cool too. That was. It was very but, cool. Um, that again, like we talk, we've talked so much about like Marvel and like the way they do their movies, and that's the thing is like Marvel just. I mean, like it seems like their mission statement is just fucking make good movies, and the fact that you have this huge superhero movie where you know. Like like the the two like the two kind of like direct action antagonist protagonists are both guys born like in the fucking twenties or something, you you know who grew up in the forties and are both now still young men fifty years later both yeah. out of time. It's got like all this like wild sci-fi superhero over the top stuff, and yet it also has enough room to have such a tender heartbreaking scene as that. I, that's the thing I fucking love about Marvel movies is they you know they don't skip. Well, they, they don't... They uh, th- those really important dramatic beats. They don't make comic book movies for kids. That's they right. They make comic book movies. Like, they make movies for... Because that's the thing, like, it's always been sort of frustrating with, uh, you know, comic books, video games at, at one point. I mean, a lot sure. of these mediums that, frankly, started aimed at a, a aimed younger at audience. But then grew but, up with the audience. Exactly. The audience grew with them and yeah. they, they, they became much bigger. But but a lot of people still, I think, see them for that. So when you are, you know, when 
when you're making a you know a, a comic book movie, you know maybe five, ten years ago, you you kind of had you couldn't get into anything that serious. It was just a little too, yeah, you know that's gonna it's kids are gonna understand are that. And, nobody, you know, you know, nobody wants and, that. And Marvel's yeah. just like, look, they're they're good stories. We're gonna tell these stories about these characters and, and what happens to them. And, and no, I, I I totally agree with you. I think that's a great call. I uh, what about you? I, I, I was like trying to think that, like, like really stood out I mean aside from I mean there's just so many great like you know you think you kind of mentioned just this, some of the action set pieces and things like that were just were just awesome they did a uh, such a good job such a fun movie to watch if I had to pick though just like one that I thought was really cool just like a, a cool element that they looked at was the idea that like Steve Rogers in, in the present day yeah gets told about a piece of music that you know <laughs> that he might want to listen to right and even more important than just the idea that he's keeping this list, and it was it was a funny little list, like yeah, you had disco cool. in like there, Star and, Wars you know, Star, is crossed off, Star Wars, Star Apple Trek, com- yeah. Star Trek was in there, Apple Computer, Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs. in parentheses. That yeah, that was cool. cool. But the thing that I noticed about it that I just thought was interesting was it's a little flip notepad with yeah. pen, with pen and or, it, you know, it, pencil yeah, and, it's and not paper. Using a smartphone. He's it's not using an iPhone. School. He's not using yeah. you know an S five or something. You know, right? Which I could just about guarantee you. You know, Samsung goes to him like, look, please, can we just get our phone in there somehow like have have cat put his notes on that and like nah yeah. i just they, that could have been a, a just a little a little thing but i love the the what i see as attention to detail he that yeah. he understands that and so that's how he's going to do things it's authentic is, is exactly and i, I just I, I love that i thought that was just a nice little uh you know thing where they were thinking things through rather than just kind of like you know Oh, let me just type that into my, you know, watch that has all the digital, you know, communication stuff we talk on. Or I really, whatever. I really want to get a screenshot of that moment because like, yeah. I know that there were things on there that I missed. I, I would love cool to see what jokes. all was on there because I just off the top of my head, I only remember like yeah. those handful of things. Oh, speaking oh, Berlin of Wall, Berlin yeah, yeah. Wall was on Berlin there. Wall. Know, yeah. Speaking of in jokes, one of my favorite things in the movie, and this, this is like such a fucking comic book thing to do. Like this is such a thing, you know, if you've read comic books, yeah. that that you would expect to happen. But I fucking love. At the end of the movie, where they're uh, where they're standing over Nick Fury's fictitious grave, yeah, oh. and on the headstone, it says like Nicholas J. Fury, the path of the righteous man. Dot dot dot. It's like Ezekiel twenty five seven, like whatever that fake Bible verse of yeah. fiction is. That was awesome. That, that, that really was, was so awesome. Great. And what I a love fantastic that. Fantastic idea. It's such an awesome idea, and it's such a little thing. And I guarantee you, like. It, you know, anybody else would have just, you know, they would have just put like, you know, some some just sort of generic comment and not thought about it. But I love that attention to detail that, you know, why, why not just have some fun with it, you know? And, oh, that was, that was hilarious. Oh I, I, God, we dude. saw that, we were, we were crying, laughing. You know, but, and uh, I, there was a lot of stuff to love. But, oh, yeah. Uh, that, I mean, definitely there was some, like, th- some cool, of course, the thing I mentioned at the very top, like, where he's going across that bridge and you got that airplane, <laughs> like, what's Cap going to do about an airplane? Oh, God! Oh, God! Cap's killing your airplane! Run! Run! <laughs> Captain America's free! Yeah. <laughs> it was, was uh, so great. It was, it was pretty, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Because, I mean, again, it was even, I mean, in the world of Cap, it was realistic. It wasn't like yeah. he just, you know, like, I don't know, like, sometimes I think they, they do, they lose what, what is capable in these movies every once in a while and just go a little far and it just breaks that, it breaks that sort of like wall of like, ah, is that possible? It. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give it, you know, I'll, I'll let it go. But really, it was, uh, they, it played very well to what was going on. It was cool. And I mean, like, I was thinking back to, I mean, like, I remember from the first Cat movie, they did some cool shit with the shield. Yeah, yeah. But it felt like they did a lot more oh, cool absolutely. shit with the shield in this one. Absolutely. Like, I mean, they the shield really, is... really did some some cool stuff with that. Absolutely. Like, the, the, the bouncing it off the, the walls, like, throwing it in the rooms because he knew it would bounce it around in there. Yeah. I mean, like, just 
all kinds of um, all kinds of really really cool stuff. They, stuff they that, took advantage of it. That's that's I, I guess that's the thing about the movie that I'll say is like, and this is true of like when the Marvel movies like really hit well, they satisfy me on almost every level. Yeah. Except sexually, but I mean, give it time. <laughs> you know, when's the Black Widow solo movie coming out again? Uh, uh, well, yeah, now now oh, that's I'm not right, sure, she's, she's pregnant. Yeah, she's pregnant now. So it might not now. Damn sorry, it. sorry guys, I didn't mean to ruin all that for uh, you, but because uh, um, I got her pregnant. <laughs> Oh, if only. Um, if only it was true. But anyway, that like that it, another thing that I just like about the movie in general. I like uh, I like all the, all the stuff that they have Cap doing with the shield. And stuff. No, I, I definitely agree. I kind you know another little thing is I love the sort of dynamic in you know he starts off in the and I'm, I'm sure there's a name for it, but the new uniform like the kind of the blue with the yeah. star and gray stripes across. So I, I love that. I thought that just looked cool. But it then it was cool that you know. The, the the cameo you know for for Stanley yeah 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 in we're, we're, they're in <laughs> the Smithsonian so and he you know and Cap needs a new new uniform so he takes his old you know uh, old Cap uniform yeah, off the, the Smithsonian uniform. Uh, uh, display and, and then Stanley walks in there and is like I am so I am so fired I mean, that, was, that, was a, that was that really was a great you know a lot of times his cameos are just kind of like ah oh, they're Stan and that's what's cool right but that was actually a funny line like it was actually really funny to the to what was going it on. It was cool, but also it was funny because he kind of drags out that F and for a split second you think he's going to say I am so fucked. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was very good. Well, okay, so uh, you know, the movie was amazing. I so agree. what would you if you did have to pick a couple things you thought were maybe like your least favorite things, Ooh. what would you what would you sort of lean on? I, I tell you the one like the one thing that like as I was sitting because maybe shit will come to me later where you know like when you Have think you about bet, like yeah. actually that doesn't watch. make sense like you know like like why would Agent Sitwell be a bad guy? Yeah um, that was but like I'm still trying to decide how I feel about that like like Sitwell being like one of the Hydra operatives inside S.H.I.E.L.D. like I'm like I kind of like Sitwell like I don't know like that I'm kind of wrestling with it as opposed to like Gary Shandling which Okay, like well, that, this, that, was, that was an awesome cameo. Like that this was is still in what I like section. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that was an awesome cameo that Gary Shandling is back. But the fact that he is like Hydra, yeah, I actually really like because you know you see him in that Iron Man too. too. It yeah. does. You see him in Iron Man too, and you're like, why the fuck does this guy hate Tony Stark? Why is this senator crawling up Tony Stark's asshole? Yeah, and you're like, ah, he has an, you know, he's got an agenda. He's part of this shadow government Illuminati conspiracy thing. Absolutely. I thought that was really cool. Like, I thought it was really cool that they kind of tied that back around and explained, here's why he is such a thorn in the side exactly. of our heroes. It, it almost makes me feel slightly like it, it, it was one of those things where they may have had that plan the whole time, but it may have just been like, you know, hey, look, he, he's a he's a congressman that's trying to shut Tony Stark down. Oh, you know what? It would make perfect sense if he was one already working with Like, yeah, huh? it could have been either planned all along or they could have come up yep. along with it but either way it was a perfect fit for um you know for what was what was happening i thought yeah i thought that was a really great fit but it was also it was cool it was just another cool way of melding these movies together you know and, and the fact that he you know he was the guy from iron man and so yeah. forth uh, I, I really really dug that okay so anyway moving into the stuff not so crazy about i don't know how i feel about sitwell being a hydra guy yeah I, that I, I was just kind of like ah, oh, like i don't I don't know. You, you've that. been watching Agents of Shield, which I have. I, I'm he's not been on there as, a couple times. Yeah, which I'm I'm not as familiar with with that or or even him so much. But right. I I will say that oh. it sort of surprised me a little bit. And don't let me forget, like I I want to talk about like 
crossing over into Agents of Shield. Like, okay. Like, don't ever forget that. Okay. okay. Anyway, to go back to your question. Hey, at some point, make sure you talk about crossing over into Agents of Shield. Okay, great. I'll never forget now. Okay. Uh, but to answer your question, what I didn't like, the one scene in the movie that, as I was watching it, I was just like, "What the shit is this?" <laughs> I think I know what you're gonna talk about. Is when Scarlett Johansson is like testifying to like that Senate committee or whatever. Yeah. And there's that there's that fucking line where she, I, it's like so nonsensical. It's a, she says something to the effect of. Like, yeah, we're the ones who messed up the world, but you're not going to put us in prison because we're also the best ones, you know, to, get us, to defend it. I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> what the fuck sense does that it, make? It was just, it was, I mean, like, you know, I felt sort of bad for her because, I mean, like, it was, <laughs> the writing was just terrible. Although, no, it, it, it fairness, wasn't her. I don't think it was her, just a fucking well, writing. But even her delivery just, it didn't, it, like, it, it, it felt so flat. It was like, what? Like, you, that didn't need, one, it didn't really make sense. Two, what are you trying, like, like I think I know what you're trying to convey, and that just doesn't sound like what you would should be saying it's right just now. It's stupid. Like, yeah. I mean, like by that logic, like oh, like, you know, let's pull let's pull criminals off death row and put them on the police force because hey, we're the ones that messed up society, but we're also the ones best equipped we're to defend it. We're the ones best equipped. <laughs> yeah, no, you're exactly that, right. It was, I mean, like it was so bad in comparison to everything else that I questioned whether the two main screenwriters even. Like, I mean, like. Uh, did somebody from Marvel come in and say, "Listen, my cousin's trying to get into film school. Uh, could you give him a bone and let him write one scene?" And like, yeah, nobody's gonna fucking care about this scene. Let it was very it. odd. Yeah, it, it, like, it felt out of place to the rest of everything. It was so terrible. I'm just like one more draft. Like maybe, maybe just one more draft of this scene. I really do almost wonder if, like, when it comes out on you know Blu-ray or something, maybe maybe that was part of a longer scene and somehow. She was questioned about it. She's like, "Yeah, we messed up, but look, we are." You know, I mean, like, like I don't know. I, there could, I could see dialogue that might somehow make it make sense. It still was not a good, like, it just, still just did not feel right. But, no. but whatever, I, I agree was, with you. That was a very good point. That was the one scene that, I, like, as I was watching it, I was like, "This is shit. This is fucking horrible." Yeah. What about you? Was there anything that like, um, you really didn't like? There was. There was. There was two things that bothered me. At two different points of the film, first one and kind of less so, although it just it, it was just sort of a nagging thing that just sort of bothered me was right. you know they they uh, first you know get on the ship from Metal Gear Solid Two <laughs> and you know we're literally and we're you're literally like, God like, please please don't let Raiden show up we're literally like ten minutes into it I'm like look if, if fucking Cap goes away and we have to watch fucking Raiden for you know another two hours I'm gonna be pissed he but, shows uh, up he starts putting the move on Scarlett Johansson he's like look when I was a kid I ate dog food with gunpowder ground up in it now I'm emo. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, so, but 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 more so than that, you know. So Cap goes and literally takes out like a thousand fucking, you know, agents on this this ship. You know, fucking oh, every yeah, which way cool but loose. Shit. I mean, oh, it was, was very cool. Fucking dudes up. And then he gets to like oh, the, right. the boss of the ship, <laughs> and the boss of the ship like just kind of goes fucking toe to toe with him, like he's honestly. Like he's the fucking Winter Soldier. Like the the battle between <laughs> him and random, you know, random fuck guy, you know, Russian two. pirate guy, whatever it was, Algerian, Algerian. I'm sorry, yeah, of course. But, you know, the, the 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 fight between them literally was as pretty much as much of a standoff between him and Cap as the fights with with he and the Winter Soldier later. It just it was just odd. Like, it who just, the fuck is this guy? It, it just if well, they had given like him Shelley's some sitting more, beside me, and she's like. Just fucking hit him! Stop playing! Hit him! <laughs> I mean, if, if there had been some more explanation, like, uh, uh, you know, like like he is part of some sort of experiment, right, so maybe or, he has he, you know, a slightly enhanced abilities or something. But it was just like, really? That's the thing. Well, I mean, like, I, if I, maybe I, I don't fucking follow the sports, so I don't know. But like, I remember hearing something about like some 
UFC fighter or something that was like going to be in the film. I'm guessing that's him. Oh, I think yeah, it was either be. him or like like Cap's like number two guy like on his squad, like the guy that ends up being the turn. Yeah, player. I'm not sure. That's, that's I, I would guess that it was the guy on the the, the, guy the, on the pirate shirt. Captain since he didn't guy. have to do any actual acting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I say that. I mean, that's an insult. But Rampage Jackson is actually pretty good. Well, and, and to be honest, the guy didn't do bad. I mean, like he was fine. No, I mean, he was he, he was great. He had at, a line. He was great but, at uncharacteristically challenging Captain America. For well, but I mean, like I, I don't think he just broke that out out of nowhere. It, unless that was part of his contract. He's like, look, you, I have to be able to at least go toe to toe with Cap, or I won't be in the movie. And like, oh, all right, then you're be, not gonna yeah, be in the movie. Something like that. But um, I agree with you. I agree with you in that. Like, it, it did strike me as a little bit strange. I mean, like I said, like even even Shelly, like sitting beside me, she's like, why the fuck is this taking so long? Yeah. Because you, I mean, you just saw him like t- like like for ten minutes straight. Like he's running down the side of the ship. He's not even breaking stride. Smack yeah. unconscious. Smack unconscious. Smack paralyzed. And I mean, then, not even breaking stride. And then yeah. he gets to this guy, and he's like, oh, I and know how to you know crescent kick like Van Damme. It's, it's like, like, oh god, hold on. It's not like the guy gets the jump on him or anything. Like, I you know. know. You, you could almost explain it if like he. You know, swings like a, a barrel at him or something and well, like knocks set him up a cold fucking flash or something. Grenade in, in like Cap's face right before yeah. he, he started hitting him. But anyway, I'm so, disoriented. So you know, it, it, and honestly, in the big scheme of things, it wasn't the, the worst thing in the world. But it just it, it was just a little small thing that took you a little bit out of the world. It was, it, it, yeah. But you know, the thing that's funny though is that you're right. It it so feels like a boss fight from a video game level. Yeah. Where it's like there's this one guy. He's the boss. He's tougher than everybody else for no reason other than. He's the boss. He's of the, the boss of the, of the rest like, of the people. That's yeah. what it kind of felt like. And and so yeah, that that was kind of a smaller thing. One yeah. of the things that actually bothered me a little more. Again, not a deal breaker. Didn't you know? Didn't kill anything for me. But I just I thought it was something that I felt like they should have done differently, right. or a little bit, or expounded on a little more. So I love the buildup between uh, you know Falcon and Cap. Like the you know the you know, before you know he's Falcon. Right. You know when he, when he's just you know I, I thought the buildup was that the pacing was good. They took their time with it. It felt yeah, believable. They, they forge that relationship. They forge that relationship. They get Got to a point invested. where Cap and, and and Black Widow are in trouble. They need some help. You know what? I'm going go to my buddy. Right. I'm going to see, you know, maybe he can at least put us up and, you know, whatever. They get there and he's like, you know, hey, yeah, by the way. I got some secret special flying armor. <laughs> right, right. We got to pick up real quick. Guess what? And I then, got a rocket pack. And then the next scene, they're like fighting with him in it. And, and I'm yeah. like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait a minute. Could we not have taken like five fucking minutes out of the two and a half hours or whatever the movie is to just, one, kind of go into at least a tiny bit of detail. I mean, you know, they show the Falcon folder, which is cool. And I was like, oh, yeah. this is going to be cool. We'll see. We'll see how he got it, maybe. We'll see a flashback to what he did or whatever. Yeah. But literally... He just has it on the next scene, or, or you know, two scenes later, whatever I agree. it is. Like, I, well, what I thought they were going to do for a second, and this is kind of a, you know, like if we, if we want to play what it should have could have with the movie, we can. Yeah. But, like, I really expected to, what I really expected to have, because they set the whole thing up, he goes, uh, they said, you have it here? Do you have it with you? He's like, no, it's, you know, it's like at Fort, you know, wherever. Behind and three behind walls of 12-inch. 12-inch steel and, you know, a bunch of guys with guns. And they're like, Spiders. No problem, or, you know, whatever. And, like, the next scene... I really thought they were going to cut to, like, they cut to, like, you know, I don't know, some secure locker or vault, and, like, they're pulling it out, and they hand it to him, and then they start walking past, like, all the unconscious all guys the they just took strewn. out. Yeah, no, that would have been a great way. Like, like, it been, like, just see the tail end, like, just see the aftermath of what, you know, must have been this huge fight. Like, that yeah. would have been, it would have been funny. Like, it would have been a really cool comedic beat, and I did, I do think they kind of missed I, it. I just, I felt like it, again, it sort of took me out a little bit, like, you know, okay, you're just going to drop this 
frankly, pretty big detail. I mean, it's a yeah. it's a fairly important piece of what is is going about to happen. By the way, I've got a rocket pack with wings. I can fly. Would that help you guys at all? And, and I mean, like you know, would it help you I guys? I mean, like you you kind of you're like okay, is it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like you, you know, of course, from the trailer, like what you know, him. You see him fighting alongside there, and that's you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I get that, but I don't know. I really didn't like that. Was the they one, do kind of they, they spring that? On that was you. the one time I thought the the, <laughs> the I, I honestly feel like, and I'm really hoping that maybe when we see, you know, if there is an extended cut or something like that, I hope yeah. that there is at least some reference to that in between there that gives you at least some yeah. te- you know tease of that. But but I mean, I again, that, fairly that, minor. That's... That felt a little bit on yeah. the foresight. It, it, there, there was not really anything that I could say. I was just, you know, appalled by the way they handled. Right. If you know, you mentioned like, you know, we, we always kind of talk about woulda, shoulda, coulda. Like, what, what, what do you, what you know, what do you wish would have maybe happened in the movie? What okay. do you think? What do you think maybe might come down the road? All right. So here's the first thing. All right, going back to going back to the to like the UFC boss fight thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been watching Agents of Shield. Okay. And. Oh, you should talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Come back to that. All right. Thank you. That was great. I was supposed to remind you. All right. So I've been watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And what I honestly thought, and okay, so this will be like, this is not like a huge thing, but maybe just a minor plot point spoiler in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. One of the things that they've been doing in the show is they've been dealing with this whole uh, situation surrounding uh, Project Centipede. Okay. And Project Centipede, within the show, uh, is this thing that's happening with some nefarious organization, shadowy conspiracy organization. Okay. And Project Centipede is using alien technology and some other stuff to uh, create super soldiers, basically. And what I thought might be going on in that fight, like as that uh, fight scene was happening with Cap, I was like, Maybe maybe this guy's Project Centipede, and like they have like these implants that like run down the inside of their uh, their forearms. Yeah. And I kept like waiting to see like you know like like maybe like his sleeve was going to roll up and he was going to have one of those fucking uh, centipede uh, implants on or something. I thought like that would have been a fucking cool way. Yeah. It would have been like really subtle, and, and it would have explained cool it too. It exactly. Would, even if you didn't know until later, you wouldn't feel like like I can't imagine right you'd now. You'd see what that you'd do. be like, oh, this guy's like augmented yeah. or some shit. Like he's got like some kind of uh, he's got some kind of abilities. Yeah. But that would have been like a fucking cool way to tie Cap into Agents of Shield. Yeah. Uh, without you know like like involving like the cast, which which is another thing. Like I did wonder going in. We talked about this. I wondered yeah. going in. Will Coulson make an appearance? Like, will he be in like one of the tag scenes, something like that, uh, which didn't happen? But now, one thing I do think, this isn't necessarily Agents of Shield and Cap, but more the reverse. This is more Cap leading into Agents of Shield. Um, in in the last few episodes of Agents of Shield, there has been this kind of, uh, there's been this paranoia thing kind of building up about. I'm not sure if we can trust Shield. Like, like I, you know, really? I, let's keep this off the grid. Like, I don't want to involve Shield in what we're doing right now, because you know we need to figure some stuff out. We need to find out where people stand, who we can trust, etc. Yeah. And I think that they are tying into that whole Hydra parasite well, side Shield yeah, angle, and that's going to play out in the show. They kind of have to. I mean, I mean by the end, <laughs> that's true. Like, by the end of the movie, the Agents of Shield season two is going to have to look drastically different. Well, that's true you know? because I guess like Shield's out to the world now. Like they're no longer covert. and yeah. Their secrets have been exposed. So that's true. I mean, like and, well, and, that's going to change the show and drastically. A, a huge part of their force, and I'm sure what you know goes into resources like finding yeah, out all the resources and, and infrastructure. All that. That's all going to be. Um, like, I'm sure. Thrown into upheaval. I'm, you know, I don't know if it happens immediately, but like this week show, but I'm sure they have to address that at some point. In well, the, like the in new the episode is like Tuesday, I think, so yeah. I mean, we'll find out damn nope. soon. Be interesting to see. 
Um, so what? So what do you think? Like, was was there anything, anything that you know maybe they they should have changed in this? Like, is it something you would have done differently? Would Let me you think? Uh, like, not much, dude. I, I, I'm, I'm I mean, with as opposed you to coming out of like Iron Man three, where it's like, like fucking rewrite this thing from like. I mean, like you need. Well, like, no, no, a no. no stage in one fairness, rewrite. in fairness. Now, I don't think that that you gotta. Let's be honest. Okay, I'm, be, I'm the being initial, pretty fucking honest. The initial Marvel intro yeah. of Iron Man 3 was fine. Yeah, that was flawless. From you're, you're from like right. right after the Marvel, you know, like panels, you know, kind of intro. After that, yes, you're right. A complete, complete disaster. Loss. Exactly. Even the tag scene was a fucking waste. <laughs> the entire movie was horrible. Oh, my God. But anyway, um, so, okay, but that's, I mean, like, maybe my expectations have been low, but... Like the the thing that I mostly wanted from this film is I wanted for Phase Two to finally get back up to the level where the Phase One movies were. Yeah, and it finally fucking happened. Oh yeah, I, I mean would... Iron Man Three was terrible. Thor Two, Thor 2 I yeah. liked, but it was a dis. Like I liked what happened with Thor and Loki. I liked the fact that you know the Thor and, and James Bond got back movie, together. It just didn't. But quite... just as a movie, did not work as well as I wanted I, it to. I would agree. This one actually managed to exceed my expectations. This one is absolutely every bit as good as the best Phase One movies. You know? Absolutely, and, 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 and probably better than almost all, except you know maybe the you know the core. It's right up there with the core. You know, right. like two or three that, but, that were the best. Yeah, I mean, like like honestly, there's not there's very very little I would change. I'm, I'm actually with you there. There's really not like you know aside from a few of the little kind of. Hiccups, like you know, we, yeah. we've already mentioned some of the things we would didn't like about the movie. I, you know, the overall feel of it, I really like. I like how they end. You know, we 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 uh, haven't really talked too much about the the you know the kind of the credit scenes that that end oh, up right, happening. The you know? scenes. Yeah, let's talk uh, about but, those. Because oh, now that was like like remember when we went in, it was like all right, you want to lay bets. Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. or Age of Ultron. And we were, we were sold on Guardians of the Galaxy. And we I think really we both wanted it. it to be Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. <laughs> well, so, like, you know, they had the, the one, the first one is the um, uh, the teaser that leads us into, I think, Age of, Age Ultron. of Ultron. You know, yeah. it's, it's you, you get to, you see the twins. Oh, that and, was awesome, uh, too. You know, which is Quicksilver and, and Scarlet, uh, Scarlet Witch. Witch. Yeah. Um, Very cool. And, you know, it's just, it's a, it's well, a, they've also, they've also got the, uh, they've also got Loki's uh, fucking well, staff. Yeah. What's from, it called? The, what's the Loki? The Loki pokey the stick. The Loki pokey stick. Kevin Smith calls it. But the point is, I, I assume that's Hydra. I don't know. I don't know if, if it's. I, I think it's supposed to be like some. It's got to be Hydra offshoot off, or, yeah, or off you know. Grid. But they've got Loki staff from Avengers, which means they've got the mind gem. Yeah. And uh, then they've also got Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Which are also going to be in uh, the upcoming Days of Future Past, which you know there we, we we've talked. Uh, are they going to be in that actually? I believe so because there's apparently. Hey, I didn't know that. There's apparently a Taco Bell promotional commercial. What for their breakfast that has Quicksilver like fast eating a breakfast sandwich? He'll be fast doing something else to that yeah. breakfast sandwich when he's done with it. Yeah, uh, it's so stupid. Uh, I, so yeah, so, I, I thought that was interesting. Although the the last one, the one the one I kind of go to is the yeah. the, the last one where you see you know you go back to the Smithsonian, which is actually in the movie a lot like they kind of keep coming back to this you know uh thing showing the howling commandos and cap and the you know sort of previous um adventures and whatnot and there's that big glass sort of wall that has you know bucky's face on it with a description yeah, of what like happened his biography and, and everything and everything 
and you know you you, you kind of you're you're panning up through there you start to see that sign and they you know somebody's looking at it, turns around it's obviously you know bucky and it, you kind of yeah. he's got that sort of realization where he's starting to kind of i think piece together what's what's happened yeah. or at least maybe if he's not piecing together he's at least sort of finding out now what's what's going he on he knows something's up yeah he, he, he knows that whatever he thought was going on is not what was going on exactly and I like the thing I really like about the Cap movies or about the the Marvel movies is they do like what I think of as sort of like you, you never feel like at the end of the movie you always feel like there's more to come yeah but you don't feel cheated from an ending you know you don't you I don't agree. you don't feel like you know oh fuck like they just they end yeah. man I wanted to see them go just that next step or oh they didn't show this like. They they complete the story really well. They leave you satisfied. They leave you satisfied, but, but still then, give you so many so many things that you you know have to look forward to for the next yeah the next iteration. Which totally I mean, true. like at this point, you know, when did Cap One come out? Uh, let's see. It was uh, it was 11? the last. It was the year before Avengers. So, so 11, 2011. and so you know you got to figure it's it, you know has it been that long? Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So you got to figure you know it's been a couple of years. It's going to be another you know. Year at least till Age of Ultron. Then you know we'll have yeah. another. You know, there's at least going to be a Cap three. What you know, yeah. what, what, I'm sure some things that happen here may not get fully you know realized to maybe in Age of Ultron. So they're they're going to carry over to Cap. Well, cer- certainly, the Winter Soldier seems to be Cap. I mean, like, like if you look at those that two feels taxis, more, yeah. Like one is setting up Age of Ultron, the other seems to be setting up Cap three. I mean, I like this so, movie yeah. ends. This movie ends, you know, with like Sam and and Cap. You know, like looking at like the Winter Soldier file, and like it ends with like basically we're going after him, we're going to get him. Yeah, and I, I think that's awesome, and I really think that's cool. Not just for, you know, kind of finishing this story arc and everything, and like sort of satisfying all that, but also for all the stuff that we know that happens later. I mean, like if they decide to do like the death of Steve Rogers storyline. Yeah, you know, eventually, like the, you know, the Winter Soldier takes over as Captain America. Uh, you know, Bucky's. You know, he's a part of the Avengers later on yeah. and stuff. So I mean. There's all kinds of places that you know this could be a foundation for lots of other things that could happen. Yeah, they they really they they have honest to goodness. It's I, I remember all, all those years ago before Marvel you know started really doing proper you know movies like when really even like, before Blade and Spider Man and you know right. X Men the you know the, the sort of things that started them down a, a better path yeah. uh, and then eventually led to like the Marvel Studios flicks. Um, I remember really thinking like you know the one problem with comics is. The stories are, there's so many stories, and you really can only tell one, maybe two in a movie. It's just, it just movies don't, I was like, it's going to yeah. be so hard for them to really do justice to a lot of the comic book stories that, that I have read as, as a kid and, you know, and, and as I got older. It's going to be really hard for them to do that, and somehow they somehow have, they, they have, do it. they have done it, and I mean, they've done it better than I ever really could have expected, and, and, you know, I do knock, and I really, g- genuinely was disappointed with Iron Man three. I did not like uh, it. G- genuinely, I, Iron Man three is fucking terrible. It was bad. It was I. I think, and I and you agree, it, it was a very, very bad movie. Just bad movie, bad Iron Man movie, yes. like bad across the board. Cap is one of those where it's it's almost perfect. Like they just yeah. they they really. I genuinely don't think that I there was anything I would change aside from just you know a few little things like. Uh, you know, hey, that line at the end of the movie where Scarlett Johansson said something stupid. Can you that fix was that? Shitty, yeah. But uh, but but even that, the movie was so good that those little things really did feel it, like no, little like, things. Like that does not like it does not spoil what the rest of the movie it, is exactly. And you know the thing about Cap, I mean, just like as a character and everything, and, and that was one thing that 
I, I never really thought about this until I kind of saw this movie and saw them sort of doing it again. Mm-hmm. But like in the first Cap film, one of the things I loved so much, I thought it was a brilliant idea to mash up Cap with the Howling Commandos. Yeah. And and have them be like his team or whatever. And of course, you know, there's, you know, like Nick Fury, you know, is like tied to the Howling Commandos, which yeah. actually might have been an interesting opportunity to to do something or other. But Well, and, uh, you know, who's to say that, because that, that, again, I don't know the storylines, who's to say that that's not something that, you know, maybe a new incarnation of the Howling Commandos comes at a later date yeah, and things like that. That's the thing, like, they feel like, like, the point is, like, in the first Cap movie, Cap's surrounded by a team. He's got, you know, like, people that he's working with to get the mission done. Yeah. And I like the fact that they do that in this one, too. I mean, like, initially, he's got, like, you know, the team that actually turns out to be, you know, fucking Hydra agents that he's got to fight. Yeah. But, you know, he's got Nick Fury. He's got, uh, he's got uh, Black Widow. He's got Agent Hill. He's got uh, Falcon. He, you know, they briefly, you know, introduce uh, uh, fucking Agent 13, Sharon Carter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, like, I like the fact that, again, it kind of feels like, you know, Cap's there, but there's also a team that's working with Cap. And, yeah. I, like, I really like that dynamic. And that's one thing that I'd like to see in Cap 3. I'd, I'd like to see, like, more of, like, that kind of feeling like Cap's putting together, like, a fucking team. Well, and, and also it is one of those things where, you know, Cap feels like a leader. That's and right. a leader and so, needs a team to really... To, 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 to show off that quality. To show off that quality. And, yeah. and I think that is, I think you're exactly right. That's I mean, important. it goes to that very that one line where, you know, it's in the trailer. It's like the one where, you know, Samuel Jack's like, well, I guess you're giving the orders now. Okay. You know, I mean, it's yeah. kind of that, like, literally, legitimately, you know, him sort of being like, all right, I'm I'm at the point where I can't, you know, I'm, you're you're not going to listen to me at this point. Because yeah. under, sort of understandably, like, you know. Because I kind of fucked the entire planet. I kind of fucked everything up. Sorry about that, by the way. I tell you, the one. The Did one, I mention I'm missing an eye? <laughs> the, one, uh, the one thing I would be interested in and maybe this may turn out to be just something a misnomer and you know whatever right but the 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 guy you know the the one that was kind of his right hand guy i guess to a degree in the early missions like that oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah the guy that uh, the guy I that, that falcon name, fought. I can't yeah yeah either, he's got falcon fights falcon fights at the end and then he's somebody he's got to be somebody because you know they you think let's you look, think maybe he dies you know you think like he potentially dies in that where the building's coming down yeah. but then they show his body being carted off later not completely smash yeah, well I mean, he's, like, he's like fucking he's, he's like anakin skywalker he looked burn. exactly like anakin skywalker from <laughs> except not as shitty <laughs> he still did a better job acting in that scene than anakin did fucking Even... jake lloyd did a better job of acting and anyway um okay here we go all casting crew let's see what was his what was his character's name um blah 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 blah, blah, blah. where is he where is he I am not seeing him. I'm looking for anybody yeah. that's got like a slash in their names yeah. that uh, that might indicate that. But I I agree with you. Like I feel he is almost certainly. I feel I, he is he is almost certainly like like maybe like a minor Marvel character that I'm yeah. not familiar with. Or I, I, I sort of feel like this is one of those times where you know somebody's listening to the podcast at home and being like, <laughs> and they're you screaming at you, stupid assholes. Yeah, but you uh, don't know anything about comics. It, it, so it may very well be that that's somebody that uh, Rumlow is this him? Brock Rumlow. Uh, yeah, but who is that? I don't know. Let's. <laughs> I'm going to Google it. But anyway, anyway, I, I agree with you. It, it definitely feels like they're setting they're setting something up with him. It certainly felt like because I actually he's coming back. I like, actually kind of like like I thought you know he 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 I, until you find he's a bad guy like you kind of yeah. he, he's I mean you know he's oh, a decent okay, character. He is somebody crossbones. 
Crossbow. Crossbow. I, I don't, I'm not that familiar with him. vaguely familiar, but I'm not sure. Crossbow okay, well, is a fictional right. character, super villain in Marvel Comics. He was blah, 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 blah. All right, cool. Captain America. So, I, yeah, I never read as much Cap as I, didn't either, I yeah. should have, I guess. But, but anyway, so that's cool. I mean, again, you know, if I had known more about that, that would have been even a cooler little thing. That's the thing I love is we still got a great appreciation out of it. I would be interested. There's one person, Jack Hughes, I, I would love to know what he thought of the movie. He he is the single biggest Captain America fan I can possibly imagine. He's right. just a, a huge comic book fan, but that's that's always been his guy. Um, I'll, I'll really be interested to talk to him and see what he feels about it. But he's, sure. he's one of the guys, though, that I bet watches this, and assuming he enjoyed it, which I'm, I can't imagine not, he he got even more out of it than we did. You know, as much as we enjoyed right. it, and as much as we enjoyed all the little, you know, the, the little things that we caught on, there was even stuff we missed, like that, exactly. you know, that, that, that people were even more into. Which is cool. I, like, that Such was a more, cool thing. That was like me and like the Iron Man movies, you know, because like I really read Iron Man. I collected yeah. Iron Man. I, I, that was, that was, you know, as opposed to Cap, Iron Man was a book I, I followed. Yeah. So there's like a ton of like little things like in the Iron Man film that, you know, like you pick up on and you're like, oh, that's this and that's, you know, that's this and that. So I, I'm sure there's a ton of stuff, you know, like, like if we go to like the Marvel wiki afterwards, yeah. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of shit we missed. Well, but. but that was the whole thing though is, you know, there are some movies I think, and, and like a lot of times, like say like a, I don't know, like maybe a, a Star Trek movie or like something where there is this, this big mythos to it and people have been such fans of it for so long. And a lot of times I almost think that the the movies, the newer movies that are made, are so geared towards that audience that if you're in that audience, it's awesome. Right. You know, you love the little, oh, that's that's so and so, or oh, it, that line, he's referring right. to that thing and that if, happened but way but back then. If you're then. outside it, it means nothing. Exactly. To you. This yeah. though, and the thing I love about the Marvel movies is they have that. So if you are that person, you are really into it, you they've got that. that. But they've also got like, hey, if you're not, you're still gonna love it. You know, it yeah. really it keeps coming back to that fact that they just it's they a hard... do a good job of making a good movie. Yep. And on top of that, they just happen to be superhero movies. I, I agree. I, I mean, you know, we, we talk again and again. I mean, Marvel Studios has really, really redefined, you know, like like popular filmmaking, uh, you know, since I don't know, two thousand and six or yeah, I can't yeah, remember. Whenever, I can't yeah. remember. I can't remember when, when they started. Iron Man, I think, was 2006, and that was the first of the theirs, right? Maybe, yeah, maybe. So, I, anyway, we might be wrong on that, but you know, I, I can't. Remember, I can't remember when they started, but like ever since Marvel Studios has you know started with like the Phase One movies, they've really, really done it right. Yeah. And I'm just, I, I'm so happy with this to to finally feel like we're back up, like where the bar was originally, mm-hmm. and it's a great place to be at going into uh, going into Guardians of the Galaxy. Absolutely, which I am so excited for. Yeah. I am too. Well, I think we, we've uh, we've got lots of good stuff to look forward to. I mean, we've still got some great movies. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I think next thing we're going to see is Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. We've got Days of Future Past. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, think about that just real quickly before we wrap That's up. True. We've, I mean, like, That's Marvel, Marvel has been just... Marvel movies. Yeah. Marvel comic book movies have been the predominant factor in just about every summer blockbuster for the last... You know, eight, four eight or five years. years, yeah. I mean, it's 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 insane. I and mean, really, they had a good run even before Marvel Studios took off. They true. had some some really good movies. The the early Spider Mans, I think, were good. right up to Spider Man three. Right up till right up the to X Men three. Uh, right up to Blade three. To the one that we don't mention. It's it's interesting how the third time out always seems to be third a kiss time of is death. apparently not a charm. Uh, hopefully, you know, they they should actually just stop making Captain America. Films. <laughs> like I honestly, if Captain America three sucks, I. 
like I won't be able to deal with I, it. You know, I, I really will won't. I will say if it comes out and does suck, then it, I think we really can say that that honestly is a rule that we'll have to go you know, buy now. Yeah, it, it's it's like 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 what's the rule about like the like like the even numbered Star Trek films like that whole thing? Oh yeah, yeah, it's I, I, it's kind of like that because I mean like definitely something to it. you're right. I mean go, like, going back to Blade, like you know Blade was pretty good. Blade two was you know pretty. Blade awesome. two was actually probably even better. It was X X two X two X two was even better, and then even three, better. the third one's all those Amazing like, Spider Man one really good two maybe even, even better. better. Then get to the third one. Oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> Please take God, my, don't, uh, please take my eyes. Like that's the th- like I hope Marvel Studios can break that. But I mean, like right yeah. now with like Iron Man two and three, they did the exact same thing. Yeah, I don't know. I got ah. I got a good feeling though. I got I think I think uh, I think we're in good shape. This has been the drive home breakdown of Captain America: The Winter Soldier. We hope you enjoyed your backseat ride down the meandering highway that is our thoughts on recent cinema. And make sure to join us on drivehomebreakdown.com where you can give us your feedback on the most recent episodes and uh, get some information on our upcoming episodes. Uh, The next of which is going to be on The Amazing Spider-Man Part 2, which uh, should come out shortly after the movie is released. Uh, That that is unless Sony uh, wants to fly us out to California a couple of weeks early to check it out. Yeah, don't see that happening either. Uh, But anyway, uh, thanks for joining us. And remember, kids, pro driving tip 24, never let Nick Fury borrow your car. Mm -hmm.